What's up, everybody? It's Dorian. And Morgan. And this is The, the Rooted, Rooted Life. And we're back at it again. It's happening. It is happening. Episode two. Mm. Mini season coming at you. I'm loving it. Girl, I'm so excited about this episode today. I've been yeah. thinking about it all week. Mm. And we just been wanting to talk about, you know, reactions to things that are happening in the media. Yeah. And we were, we've been talking about this before we even started talking about doing a podcast yeah so shout out to colette for giving us this idea of doing an episode about the messaging we received from media this is about to be so good girl how you feeling um i'm ready for it i'm excited about uh using the word to support how we feel about these situations i think too many people um are not rooted wink wink and what god values and they just out here talking about how they personally feel but it's like I don't have nothing to do with what God feels. So, mm-hmm. like, let's get back to what he values. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget about how powerful media really is. Like, mm-hmm. you got music, social platforms, podcasts, streaming services, all these different things that are coming at us um, all day long, external forces. And a lot of times this content is really not even good for our spirits. You know, wow. we're getting mixed messages about how to live our lives when we're paying attention to media and then also trying to pay attention to God's message. So um, I think that I'm excited about thinking around how Jesus even told the disciples, Mark 4, 24, pay close attention to what you hear. Mm. So this is a warning we've been getting forever and ever to be um, aware of the things that we're allowing to come into our lives. Ooh, child. <laughs> that scripture just uh, hit my heart kind of hard. <laughs> uh, so let's get into our first media topic. So we are going to get into this controversial topic that's been all over the media lately, and it's the Amber Geiger trial. Mm, That's a good one. Okay, so give us a little bit of background on the situation. Oh, child. Okay, so Amber was a police officer, and she mistakenly entered Botham's uh, apartment, and she shot and killed him. And her trial was earlier this month, and they gave her 10 years. Mm. Um, And at the sentencing hearing, her uh, Botham's brother got on the stand, and he just said some really impactful things. And I I wasn't going to ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's what, that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. So after that, he went on to hug Amber and eventually the judge hugged Amber and the internet went crazy. Mm, I'm sure. People were saying <laughs> that black people shouldn't forgive their oppressors. They're saying it's another example of black people excusing injustices and that black people are constantly um, extending grace mm. in an unjust society where grace is not extended back to them. Wow. So it was kind of wild. So I'm not even going to get into black Twitter because they were, they were off the chain. I'm sure. And that really is a lot because I think it's important for us to first acknowledge that like this is a tragedy. Yeah. Anytime we lose a life, that's a tragedy. And everybody wants to just throw their opinions out about how the brother should have handled the situation mm-hmm. without even extending sympathy to right. the family who has lost a life. And then on top of that I think that we like to just play one side but we forget that like Amber's family is also taking a loss now as well right she's losing her life to prison for an extended amount of years and I'm sure it is tough for her family to even see her go through this situation so I think a lot of times we get so caught up in just our own emotions about it but everyone loses in this situation that's such a good point and I think one thing that we really do as humans kind of what you're saying is we look at one side we look at the side that supports our case in yep. our opinion we don't look at both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. and I think we're just so quick 
to just crucify people. Like specifically, we live in a culture that cancels people, which yes. we kind of talked about is so Yo. ridiculous. And when we do that, we create this hierarchy of sin. But James said, good old James, Ooh, y'all. James. He said, for the person who keeps all the laws except one is as guilty as the person who has broken all the laws. Mm. So we create this hierarchy of sin and we put somebody sin higher up on the, on the list than ours so that their sin appears worse than us. Yeah. And when we do that, we're trying to shine a light on their sin so that we don't have to look at our sin. Yeah. So there's no light on our sin. Mm-hmm. And we do that, I think just to make ourselves feel better, but in God's eyes, all the sin is the same. Yep. And I just don't even see how people have the time and the capacity to worry about a speck in somebody else's eye. I'm trying to get the log out of my eye. How can I even, <laughs> Even look at your your shortcomings, your sins. When I have so many issues that God is working on me with, mm-hmm. I don't even have the capacity. So that's actually a scripture from uh, Matthew seven three. And what I love is that even as Jesus dealt with people and He was literally helping people get logs out of their eyes, yeah. He did so with just so much grace and mercy. Mm. Jesus recognized injustices and He addressed those, but He still did it in grace. Yeah, that grace and mercy piece is so crucial um, in extending that to others because our past is just as stained as anybody else. But the only difference is ours is not on a platform for people to judge and so we forget that like if you had to reach into my closet and Mm -mm. put everything on tv every Mm -mm. single day for people to talk about with me I would be over there looking really crazy too. <laughs> and I would want people to extend me the same grace and mercy because yeah. of who I am and not because of what I've done. Wow. I think, you know, people were so shocked about how he responded to her. And um, you talked about how he reached to give her a hug and he told her, you know, I don't want, I don't want you to rot and die like my brother did. Like I actually want the best for you. Wow. And he was living out Proverbs 25, 21, 22. And it says, if you see your enemy hungry, go buy him lunch. If he's thirsty, bring him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness Mm. and God will look after you. So there's two really important things there. Like number one, God is saying that when your enemy is acting up, he wants you to actually cater to them. He wants you to express love to them. So that's going and getting them a number one with (laughs) Chick-fil-A sauce and Polynesian and a drink on the side. Like God is like, feed them, give them something to drink, show them Mm. some love. And it says because that your generosity will surprise him with goodness. I think that you don't realize how you extending grace and mercy and love to other people. God will start to work on their hearts. Mm -hmm. You are a part of the plan in helping to turn other people around. And you are missing your opportunity to help further the kingdom when you over here bad mouthing and trying to hold grudges. And then the Mm. final piece that I think is so important there, it says God will look after you. God is looking out for you in the midst of that. So you're going to be taken care of. So you don't have to worry about being mean to your enemy because he's got you covered. And I think one point that you're kind of touching on and one thing that I said earlier is that we serve a just God. Yes. And I think it's hard for us because we have such a limited view of life and what's going on that what we think is an injustice to God, Mm. he might have a different opinion of it because he sees a whole circle. So things can happen that are not great, that can hurt people. But I think that the way that God sees the world is so complex and he Mm. has so many moving pieces. We don't know the beautiful plan that he has in place mm-hmm. and not to say that hurt didn't happen not to say that things happened that that caused people a tremendous amount of pain that somebody who was innocent died that is all unfair honestly but we don't know his bigger picture and so I think we can trust that we serve a God who's a just God and specifically he wants us to focus on forgiveness so that he can focus on the vengeance yep. he can focus on making things right and just so I think that we can forgive a person without thinking the behavior is acceptable yes. uh, because we know that God at the end of the day is going to take care of everything. Okay. So dig into that a little bit more. How can we forgive people who've upset us and who are engaging in behavior or patterns that we don't really find acceptable? Oh Lord. First of all, it's hard. <laughs> like I'm not trying to sit here and be like, it's easy to forgive people who have hurt you, who've oh, done yeah. things that have caused people tremendous amount of pain and suffering. Like 
first of all, it's hard. And I think admit the fact that it's difficult Mm -hmm. to God. And I think that we should look to God and ask him how he wants us to respond. Mm -hmm. So specifically in Romans 12, 18, it says that if it is possible on your part, live at peace with everyone. Wait, wait, wait. Everyone? I mean, but what about like the woman at work who never says good morning (laughs) and the person who cut me off driving to work today and like, oh, girl who tried to come and take my man, like everyone? Everyone. There's no asterisk in my Bible. So that means (laughs) there is no special exception. Everyone is Mm. supposed to be forgiven. So first, God asks us to live in peace with everyone. But the second part of the scripture is super crucial. It says, do not avenge yourselves, beloved, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. We so busy trying to get back at people and give them what they deserve that we don't leave room for God to actually move and take care of situations the way he wants to because we think we know what's best. So what God can do is always more significant than a little bit of power and control that we have. So we need to just trust him. I believe that. And I think, you know, to be clear here, God is calling us to first love always. Mm -hmm. So we should never be praying for someone's demise, even though God says like vengeance is mine, I will repay. We shouldn't be praying like, God, man, you you need to go ahead, take them out at the knees. (laughs) Like that's not what he's looking for from us. But what he is looking for is for us to just take our hands off the situation so that he can move in and make the change that he wants to make. Wow, I love that. So in summary, we're basically saying like God is calling us to love everyone. Mm -hmm. God is calling us to not judge them, not to make their sin worse than ours Mm -hmm. but to really walk in grace and mercy towards people because we have received that grace and mercy from him first Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and get into our second part of this discussion today which is mr kanye west himself formerly known as jesus Mm. first can we just pause and i'm just a huge kanye fan like (laughs) college dropout late registration him on dave Chappelle with common like Mm. i'm a huge fan yeah i mean saint pablo was It's in my top five concerts of all time. I saw that in Atlanta with my friend Noemi, and it was incredible, just the energy in the space. Um, So we know that he's an amazing creative and musician, but we also know that he has had some questionable moments along the way. Yeah, questionable (laughs) was a really nice Christian way to say that. I mean, most recently he's been all over media and social platforms because he's been doing a lot of Sunday services. Yep. Um, So if you're out of the loop, basically Kanye's been holding these outdoor gospel services around the country. Mm -hmm. Most lately, um, he was in our hometown of Atlanta. And then just last weekend, he was down the street at Howard. Crazy, crazy. right? Yeah. And so also he's supposed to release this gospel album later this month. And basically the internet is just up in arms. They have so much to say about this. Basically, they've been questioning his sincerity people saying that he's using um, his faith as a platform to further his career and honestly everyone's opinion is just really starting to irritate me okay now why's that girl because I feel like when people are questioning whether God can really be using Kanye what they're saying is is God's grace and love all encompassing enough to reach Kanye Mm. it's like they think that Kanye is beyond the transformative power of God like he's too far gone for God to actually use him and I don't understand that yeah it is crazy to think that we feel like as humans we can determine how far God's love can reach right and this is not even a new story that's what's Mm -mm. so funny we have another story right in front of us where God transformed someone unexpectedly and used someone that people had said was too far gone let us be reminded Saul later known as Paul in the Bible so if you don't know Saul was a murderer of Christians literal people. that's like, not figuratively no like he killed literal people. the Bible's <laughs> verse says he was eager to kill the Lord's followers <laughs> wow. and then he ended up having a special encounter with God on the road to Damascus on the road to go kill more Christians mm-hmm. and it was so life-changing that he became someone who went into the synagogues to preach and say Jesus is indeed the son of God 
Now wait, so we're saying the same man who was killing people, you go down a few verses and he's the one proclaiming Jesus as the son of God. Mm. So it's not to say that Kanye is going to go on to be like Paul, one of the most influential ambassadors of Christ, but it is to show that God is actually looking for broken people to use for the kingdom. And it's funny because I think that the story is actually better because he pulled someone who was unexpected to come in and share the word of Christ. Ooh, I love that example so much. I love it because it's biblical opinion. Mm -hmm. That's the only opinion that honestly matters. Yep. This episode honestly wouldn't even matter if we just gave our opinions exactly. for 30 minutes. That mm -hmm. wouldn't even be helpful. And I love that if Saul can be used by God, a literal <laughs> murderer, murderer, like surely he can use anyone, anytime, any place, yeah. which I really love. And I think another thing that's really stood out to me, like as I read more articles and see videos online, is that people feel like they really know Kanye. Yeah. It's like you see somebody online and for some reason you think you know their heart, yeah. their motives, inner details of their being. Like mm -hmm. you don't even know them. Like yeah. you're watching them on the internet. And I think it's just crazy for us to consider this concept that we won't ever really know the true details of someone's heart. Mm -hmm. No matter how well we know them, we don't know the inner workings of their heart. So for people to even make this assumption about his motives, his heart, his reasoning behind the Sunday service or his reasoning behind saying he's a Christian and then putting out this gospel album, which is wild to me because only God knows the heart of man. Only God. Specifically in 1 Samuel 16, 7, it talks about how man looks at the outward appearance, mm. but God looks at the heart. So I just don't think it's anybody's place, ours included, to try to judge the um, the heart of somebody or try to make assumptions about their motives. Yeah, I think that. And it reminds me of another scripture in our good old friend James, on, James. that talks about how like our judgment actually discredits God's message. Wow. And so chapter four, verse 11, 12 says, don't badmouth each other, friends. It's God's word, his message, his royal rule that takes a beating in that kind of talk. Mm. You're supposed to be honoring the message, not writing graffiti all over it. Whoa. God is in charge of deciding human destiny. Who do you think you are to meddle in the destiny of others? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I just, <laughs> and I love the visual that's being yes. painted here in the scripture about graffiti. If God's message is supposed to be this transformative work of art that is displaying love and peace and forgiveness and mercy, and we come and spray graffiti over it by speaking negatively about other people, we have ruined what God meant to be beautiful. So with Kanye or any other matter that we believe doesn't deserve redemption, when we bash or trash talk that person or the situation, we really just block the opportunity for God's message to be supreme. I love that because it reminds me of the scripture that says we're ambassadors of Christ. So everything we do. Yep is it a representation of who Christ is. So we misrepresent who Christ is and we badmouth because that's not how Christ ever, ever. won people over. Not mm -hmm. one time. He always, like we said earlier, he always approached people, situations, injustices with mercy and grace, which yeah. is what we should be doing too. Though I feel convicted. <laughs> so at, the end, at the end of the day, we don't know Kanye's heart. We don't know his motives. Mm -hmm. Only God knows his motives and the ultimate outcome. And on top of that, we don't want to, put graffiti over what God is trying to do in Kanye's life or anybody else's life by bad mouthing him or making assumptions about his motives. So Mike Ty, y'all know we talk about him all the time, but he said something that was super profound a few sermons ago. He said, it is too soon to tell. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when we're seeking God, we're seeking wisdom, we're seeking his voice. We want to answer right now in this moment. Yeah. We want the fulfillment of the promise, the answer to the prayers, the confirmation right now. But we forget that there's a whole equation. It's called seed then there's time, and then there's harvest. That's good. Time is a natural part of the equation. So that's the note I really want us to leave on when it comes to Kanye West or the other trial that we talked about. Like, it's too soon to tell. So since it's too soon to tell, in the meantime, <laughs> let's just pray for Kanye. 
let's pray for Amber's family. Let's pray for, for both his family for healing and restoration. Yeah. And let's pray that God will use Christians to continue to shine a light on his glorious love and his transformative power. I think another thing is to remember that like his grace is sufficient yeah. for every single scenario situation wow. for somebody losing someone and being able to forgive them yeah. and for us being able to say you know what Kanye had a past that looked like one thing but mm -hmm. he wants to be somebody else now right. he wants to step into who God wants him to be and allow him the opportunity to do that just let God move right. in all of these situations I think it's important for us to remember we have to step back and stop trying to be the God yeah. like let God be God mm -hmm. and we just need to be a reflection of him which means we're continuing to display the same love and grace that he gives every single one of us every day all right folks well thanks for rocking with us on another rooted life mini season episode so for the month of november we're excited because we're going to get into gratitude and so we're going to be coordinating a community service project for our dc listeners Ooh, i'm so excited y'all yeah. go ahead and make sure you're following us on instagram rooted life podcast to keep up with us and if you're using apple Podcasts, go ahead and listen to us take a moment to rate us five stars and leave us a review all right rooted family we'll look out for the next episodes that will drop on november 13th and 20th and in the meantime, we love y'all. Stay rooted.